Welcome to episode 218 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here. And this week we've got kind of a double bill going on. Yeah, we've got we we've got some different shit going on. It's cool. Yeah, we've got our buddy Kevin Graham finally making That's his return to this podcast. Finally return. And we've got a, a, an epic guest. His name is Trent Shane Halls. Wow. How'd you pull that shit off? Well, you know, I, I have contacts, Trent. Okay. I, I know people. I don't know what to tell you. I'm glad you're able to make that one happen. <laughs> well, you know, I figure it was only right. You've interviewed me, us, as in hipster. So it's time to turn the tables on you. I I almost went controversial and asked you some tough questions, but I decided to keep it light. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this is just a fun thing. So yeah. fun thing we're putting together, um, kind of getting to know you, and then also me, you, Kevin Graham, and even Tracy kind of kind of chimed in, and we talked about the Metallica show in Kansas City and Metallica in general. So it's just kind of a every kind of all over the place this week. That's right. So before we get to that, we need to let you know we're sponsored by DEB Concerts and MedFarm. DEB Concerts keeps bringing the rock and roll to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we're very happy about that because they keep bringing bands that we love, like Saxon, Slaughter, Dokken, Firehouse, Warrant, Lita Ford, Bisto Blanco, Steelheart, Sebastian Bach, Tom Kiefer, a huge long list that they're going to keep adding to. They've got announcements coming soon, but they've also now have announced recently that they're bringing Snoop Dogg along with Nelly and Chromio to the BOK Center, and that is actually this Friday night, April 12th, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. What more can we say? We're extremely excited that they have upped it to the arena level and <clears throat> keep expanding what DB Concerts is all about. I mean, that's great. I can't, I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know there will be more great stuff coming, but if you want to see Snoop Dogg and Nelly, it's... Ticketmaster.com or there at the BOK Center box office. It's that simple. So get out there and support that because Tulsa needs to support this stuff. And, you know, I mean, I think Tulsa's done a good job, but, you know, like anywhere, you could always do a little better. I guess. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And, yeah, we're looking forward to see what announcements, you know, DEB Concerts has for the future here at Ideal Ballroom because they've always got some great shows and that's a great place to see shows. That's right. And they booked all the acts for Rocklahoma this year that are on the D&B processing stage at Rocklahoma, which features a lot of great acts, some of which we've just mentioned a minute ago. Lita Ford, Slaughter, who was just on, Mark Slaughter was just on this podcast last week. Bisto Blanco, who, I don't know, you might be hearing on this podcast soon, maybe you not, you never know. You never know. This is the future, so we could be saying something relevant. I don't know, you know. <laughs> now I'm just making things weird. God but, damn it. Yeah. Ace Freely, the original guitarist for Kiss. He always puts on an excellent show. And then, of course, we've got Strutter, a Kiss tribute band. Speaking of Ace Freely, that'll be a different night, though. So don't say, wouldn't it be cool if Ace Freely got on stage with Strutter? Oh it's not going to happen. Though. Why aren't Ozzy yeah. and Lena playing yeah. together? <laughs> 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 but you don't need to see that because you can see Dell Diver and CJ McClellan. And Brian Turnham 
JD Buzzard from Grind. That's all so I want to see. Fuck the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I shouldn't say that because we love the Normandies. We love Solidify. We love Zenipster. Oh, fuck. We Down for Vault. Five, Dead Metal Society, Doxy, Poster Child. I can't wait to see Dale and CJ with John Karabi. That's right. And that's something else we haven't even mentioned recently. We should Because you're going to be gone. Yeah. Or you are gone I, now. I try to put it out of my head <laughs> that John Crabby's playing the Shrine while I'm out of town. And guess what? That will be this Sunday night. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Jason will be there doing the first ever solo Thunder Underground interview with an Jesus artist. Jesus Christ. As he interviews oh, wow. the Thanks mighty for John. telling me. I had no idea. I just announced it. Now. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know. I guess I will. So coming soon, John <clears throat> probably on the Thunder Underground podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> can, can, can Mel help me? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> me and her, we'll do it. Right. <laughs> but yes, like he said, the Shrine, April 14th. John Krabi along with CJ and Dell playing acoustic from the grind. And of course, like we mentioned, all those bands at Rocklahoma, you don't want to miss it. May 23rd through 26th, it's going to be one hell of a time. Of course. Med Farm, based here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, has a huge wide selection. But if you get out there any Friday or Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., you can get your card because they've got a doctor on site. You can also go in there anytime that they are open and say that Thunder Underground sent you. And they will give you 10% off your first order. Hell yes. Hell yes. Follow them on Facebook because they're always running specials for 10, 20% off at certain times. Also follow them on Instagram at MedFarm. That's P-H-A-R-M-O-K. And then to top it all off, 30% of their profits go to help build no-kill animal shelters in the Broken Arrow area and around this kind of area of the state. So really looking forward to keeping you know our involvement with these guys because we love what they're doing of course all right so like you kind of mentioned a minute ago this podcast is being recorded well before this day that it is coming out yes because uh, i'm gone yeah do we need to get into that go ahead i mean we can i just like you said you know let's just be transparent about it because we're not really talking about current like because this past weekend was the benefit for the bachelor yes april 7th at the shrine and we could say that i'm sure it was a great time but it hasn't happened yet so we don't <laughs> i do want to say one thing i want to give a complete huge giant thanks to one mr michael davis what if um, something happens and like april 6th he backs out Pretty sure that's not going to happen. Okay. That's why I'm saying it now. Okay. And we don't need to go too big into it. <clears throat> but Michael Davis from Murderous Mary is the fucking shit. That's right. As is the other two members yes, of Murderous Mary. Yes, we, we love those guys. We all love those guys. Everybody from Thunder Underground, Innocent Hipster, love Murderous Mary forever in their debt. And they're the greatest guys and Michael Davis is an amazing drummer. So, yeah, just we should it, throw a huge, you know, thank you to Donnie Rich and the Shrine for oh, definitely. letting us do this. A big thank you to all the bands, to every band that performed. A big thank you to Laura and Chris from Porch Talk for helping us put this exactly. together. Everybody that donated and yeah, all the donations for the raffle, for the silent auctions, you know, just coming to the show. The money at the door, any other money that you've donated on GoFundMe or anywhere else. That's right. And you know about 
the benefit for the bachelor. He knew about Josh Baker, the Zen Hipsters drummer. Uh, he's the mastermind behind the bachelor's table food truck. Uh, everybody knows about that and what's going on. So, and also, and that's, you know, again, that's why we're doing this right now is, uh, Trent, you will be gone for most of April. Right. Uh, you are working, uh, both weekends of Coachella and Stagecoach. So we're just kind of stacking episodes and we're kind of getting it all out of the way. So we don't really miss that much time. Yeah. And then the beauty part of it is come May, we can kind of just do whatever we want and then go right into Rocklahoma. Right. So that's kind of how we're doing the next couple months. Yeah. We had talked about, you know, doing remotely where we did it over Skype, you know, for intros and stuff. So they were current, but I don't really know what my schedule is going to be, so it'd be kind of hard to make sure that worked out. So we figured, yeah, just record this stuff ahead of time and go. Yeah, for it. I think I think the way we've got it going on with today and the next couple of days, we're I think we're going to get it all knocked out. Yeah, between <laughs> HQ one and HQ two. That's right. <laughs> HQ East, HQ West, however, you, however the fuck you want to say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we're going to get it all knocked out. So I, I'm I'm glad. I'm excited about it. And thank you for your work that you're going to do on the road to get it all up and going. Ah, well, no problem. Which let's I guess let's do this interview with me first. That's this is one of the things that we did. Um, Trent has interviewed me and us as in hipster, so it was time for me to kind of turn the tables on him. We just kind of get an insight into his musical brain. So that's what we did first. So or that's what we're going to do first here. So there you go. Listen and enjoy. first question is what are your political views and who'd you vote for just kidding just kidding (laughs) i had to start off that way though i rocked the vote in 96 and i haven't since (laughs) did you rock the vote with uh, the aerosmith and the whipped cream bra remember that (laughs) right yeah okay sorry sorry (laughs) so you know since you know we we do this and this is kind of what encompasses our lives, this music and, you know, hard rock, heavy metal, whatever. Tell me your earliest start. What got you to liking, I, I guess, you know, probably you, you you can leave out all the like pop stuff that, you know, Duran Duran and Michael Jackson and whatever you liked or whatever. But because we all liked that shit when we were a kid. Yeah. But fucking this kind of stuff, what was your what was your first experience? It was like uh, I guess like a lot of kids cuz since my parents weren't listening to that kind of stuff, yes. you know, usually people either find it from a parent or a sibling or just on the radio. And I didn't have you know, a sibling that was going to share it with me or a parent that was. So I just, whatever I heard on the radio, I guess it's kind of how I developed yeah. my like for 
you know, the local stuff like Z104.5. The hot news, yeah. Z104.5. Yeah, back before it was The Edge. And yes. then KMOD and 94.1 The Hawk. Oh, wow. God, I forgot <laughs> all about that one. Yeah. But, see, I, I can't remember technically what the first harder rock band, it, you know, because like all the stuff you just mentioned, they were all into when we were like eight. It had, it had and, to be a glam band, though, yeah, right? Because, I mean, I, I really, I my first member was really liking Bruce Springsteen. Okay, the Boy in the USA album. Yeah. And then after that would have been probably 87, 88 is when I would have started liking the hard rock stuff, yeah. which would have been all around the same time was, you know, when Hysteria was getting big and then Poison in 88, I guess. Because yeah. I, I think I had gotten into him and look what the cat dragged in. It would have been, the, you know, when nothing, not nothing but a... Uh, <laughs> the fuck's it called? <laughs> oh, um, open, open up, up and say off. off. Yeah. yeah, whenever that came out, and then Motley Crue and Bon Jovi and uh, Slipper and Wet in New Jersey. Just when all that stuff was yes. all over the radio from like '87 to '89, and then Guns and Roses, of course, and then. But that's that's the I couldn't pinpoint which one's first, but I know Poison was my first band that I decided was my favorite band when nice. I was like eleven okay. or something. There you go. Which transitioned into Guns N' Roses like a year or two later because I'm like this, you know, this is a little cooler to say it's my favorite band than Poison. <laughs> but I still love Poison the whole time and still do. You know, yeah. I don't care what people think about that. But <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Solid Live is your favorite live album yeah. ever. Yeah, there was a period in time where it was, but. <laughs> oh wow! I was just I was just kind of spitballing there. No, I meant way back then, <clears throat> just because I listened to it oh, all the damn nice. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pretty much listened to that and live shit, binge and purge are like the two live albums that I listened yeah. to the hell out of when I was a kid. But anyway, so so okay, so here's um, so what was it? What was it about Guns N' Roses that grabbed you to where you're like, okay, this is my favorite band? You know, because we all have that band for uh, for each one of us that does that. What was it about GNR that I mean, just sold you? I've never really thought about that. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's yeah. what I'm here for. That's right. what we're doing this for. <laughs> well, because you know, I remember. I don't know what you know the timeline around here was because you know the Midwest was a little behind. Yeah, the West Coast and all that on stuff coming out, but I think. It wasn't really until Sweet Child of Mine anyway that the band, you know, kind of blew up anyway. They were like, it, it took like a year or so before it exploded after all yeah, that, I think. Yeah, that's right. But. I, I remember that. Vaguely. I just remember whenever I heard the stuff in passing on the radio, which would have been that or Paradise City or Welcome to Jungle at the time. Yeah. I remember thinking it was cool, but it didn't like jump out to me yet for some reason because i guess i was just like really into poison and bon jovi yeah so it was more like it wasn't like that was heavy but it was heavier than that oh definitely and so around like i like this stuff but i i hadn't like went full on like it was my favorite band like you said until like 1990 i think whenever um i was actually at my grandma's house my grandparents asked, well, grandma at the time, because my grandpa had already died, but for a funeral for my 
great-grandpa. Yeah. And so there was like tons of people at my grandma's house, you know, like all the family, people you know, people you don't know. Yeah. And there was like one of my third cousins there. I can't even remember her name. That's how I'd never met her, and I don't think I've ever seen her since. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So she came into my life and said, this is the greatest band in the world. And like, it was like explaining to me and my cousin John about how Guns N' Roses is the greatest thing ever. And so then I just started listening. So thanks to her, it kind of just pushed me into it. And then I think it's what the thing that made me love them even more than all these other bands was that I still love Glam that whole time, but it was like something heavier, but it was still like it still fit with all that stuff I love, like Aerosmith yeah, and everything that was, you know, the classic, you know, what was already considered classic rock to us at that time. Yeah. Cause it came out in the seventies. Yeah. Like the harder stuff like Aerosmith or ACDC or Led Zeppelin, but it still had more attitude than all those. And I just fell in love with it from that. I mean, I don't, I don't know where, at what point I decided that that's what I'm going to start telling people is my favorite band, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, how did you feel knowing that, you know, there were so many years where Guns N' Roses was inactive and, you know, you know, my favorite band's always been active. You know, this guy's favorite band's always been doing stuff. This guy's, did you feel as a fan where you like, you know, man, this sucks. I wish they'd do something. Yeah. In the nineties, yeah. like through the late nineties. But then there came a point where I just stopped. Not that I stopped caring. I just stopped thinking something was really going to happen. Yeah. Then, because at that, you know, by the late nineties, <clears throat> the only thing that ever happened was that one, that song, Oh My God. Yeah. On yeah, the, the end, end of, of days. days. Yeah. And, you know, so already by that point, it was nothing but Axel and Dizzy Reed. Mm, yeah. So it's like, I was always like curious to hear it, but I wasn't like on the edge of my seat, like waiting for it anymore. Yeah. And I think because I'd, because of, you know, other bands that were <clears throat> right up there for me, like Faith No More and yeah. Tesla and Anthrax and Pantera, since they were all active, it kind of just yeah worked out to where it wasn't like sitting around just wishing something would happen anymore. You, you know? had other, yeah. yeah. And then plus there stuff. was... Plus, as a geek about the band, there was music coming from, like, there was two Slash of Snake Pit albums in that time, Duff solo album, a couple of Gilby Clark albums, Neurotic Outsiders. True. All true. that stuff. So there was stuff coming from these guys that, and I liked all that stuff. Yeah. So, <clears throat> talk a little bit about, you know, not that there's anything wrong with this, but I just always thought it was weird how, you know, all the stuff you liked, but then sometimes... But then, like, Faith No More is also one of your favorite bands, and they're a little left of center from your usual fare, and stuff like Sunvolt, you know. Where, where, where does that kind of stuff come in? Man, I don't I Well, Which I like. I like all the curveballs. Yeah. I like the left field stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, Faith No More, I, you know, I'm not going to lie and act like I was there at the beginning. I, was, I became a fan because of Epic. <laughs> Just yeah. like... 98% of people that could lie to you and say they didn't, but that's, but, that's the introduction to him. But you stayed on the boat though. Yeah. And I mean, sure. There's people that were more into underground shit and knew the first album probably, yeah. but that wasn't mainstream. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know 
I think I'd heard We Care a lot, but yeah. I didn't really know much of that stuff. So when you hear, I heard Epic, I'm like, this is fucking amazing because it's different and it's still hard rock. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the whole rest of that album and that, you know, I always love singers like that, that just have this huge voice. Yeah. And so that whole album just kind of got me. And then that's, you know, the album after that Angel Dust was just even crazier. But by that point we were into all kinds of heavy metal anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah, like true. that was kind of a far stretch. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that kind of happened pretty quick. And I, I, I think back then I didn't really think of it as being, you know, when you look back on it, it really is, but I didn't really think of it as being that different because yeah. by the, by the point that I was really latching onto them around like 91 into 92, then it wasn't long after that, whenever we had Soundgarden and Austin Chains and stuff that was a little different than, yeah, you know, the Anthrax and the Metallica and, and then all the glam stuff that we were listening to anyway. So Faith No More just kind of fit in between all those bands. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Kind of, that's yeah. a good way of putting it. And then all the other stuff, I, I don't know, we're, you know, because like we've talked about before, I wasn't like big in the country at all when I was young, but yeah. I liked when I heard the older, you know, the classic stuff from the seventies or whatever. Yeah. And, or the outlaw country, you know, I knew a lot of that stuff, but then it wasn't until later that I really got into it. So when you hear a band like Sunvolt, which really isn't that, but they're kind of a mixture of, you know, country and rock. Yeah. Them and Cracker, bands like that, that I really kind of yeah lashed onto. And I guess that's, the reason why i don't know because that's about the time that i was getting into cash or will and jennings or whoever so i i guess that's how you know because cracker i was really into in the 90s and sunvolt i kind of was but it wasn't even until like the past 10 years or so that i like got yeah. heavier back into sunvolt yeah. after their first album but i mean any of the stuff that's like outside of the rock field i don't know it, because, you know, I'm a huge fan of, like, Sheryl Crow, too. And it's just shit that was on the yeah. radio that I hear. And I thought, well, this is this is cool. And I check out the album and loved it. And I'm just like, I don't care if someone who likes Fear Factory thinks it's stupid that I like Sheryl Crow, too. You know, <laughs> whatever. That's, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, you know, what is it? There's no guilty pleasure, you know? Yeah. If there was, what would be one thing that you like or listen to that, that you probably wouldn't be... Uh, you wouldn't admit to right away. <clears throat> like legit. Legit. Well, like I legit love Roxette and I'll admit it to anybody. Okay. There you go. That, so, that's, but that's, the... that's not something that I would pause on. I might pause on saying that like I've heard an NSYNC song or a Justin Timberlake song that I think's cool. <laughs> you yeah. know, I might think about it before I said that out loud, but I just yeah. did, you know. But... You get down with some <laughs> Savage Garden. Well, yeah. Why not? All that late 90s shit that was on like the... <laughs> You know, the the mix hits kind of stations. Yeah. The stuff that was like big and like uh, Natalie and Bruglia and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Like I liked a lot of those songs, you know. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get into a few just kind of goofy questions. But I, I think they they might be a, uh, produce a good talking point or two. Okay. Um, <clears throat> four bands for a summer shed tour, and why? Four, you know, four bands that can do it. It's not one of those hypothetical things. Where it's like you could book any band ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, that bullshit. If, yeah, okay. give me like a good, you know, for real. 
Because I know we've all th- we've all thought about this shit. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I since we're you know kind of dorky about this kind of stuff, like I'd have to think like, does it? Am I trying to sell tickets, or am I just putting the four bands together that I would want? <laughs> To see out there, you know, <laughs> mm, a little bit. I mean, you know, it, it it'd be easy to say something, you know, for just making money. Yeah, but something that you would, you know, want to put a little bit of heart into. Because I mean, if it was four bands that were going to tour together, I would definitely say someone like Crows to Conformity. Yeah, just because they deserve to be on a big tour like that. Yes, yes, they do. But. I don't even know if, if I'm putting it together, if it, if it would be f- big bands, because, I mean, outside of, you know, Metallica or System yeah. of a Down or something, it's like, I don't, there's not a whole lot of huge bands that I would be like, well, if I'm making a tour, this is who should be there. So mm-hmm. I don't, um, okay, just to have someone on it that, you know, will sell tickets, <laughs> System of a Down. Okay. With Anthrax, Corrosion Conformity, and Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> Ugly Kid Joe is the definite, you know, uh, dark horse in that one. Right. But, <laughs> but they're heavy enough and they got enough attitude to them that even the people that think they might not like them yeah. that are at that show would probably like the show. Oh, yeah. If they did, if they did just went out there and did Menace to Sobriety, yeah. they'd win the shit over. There you go. Uh, Motel California or Menace to Sobriety. Oh, Minister Sobriety. It's not even Hell close. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I know a lot of... I remember a lot of people back then didn't like Moto California. I like that. But, yeah, Minister Sobriety is like... That's a... I mean, I know... I think you like it better than even America's Least Wanted, right? Oh, I do. But it's I like... fucking badass. I think I like America's Least Wanted better. So badass. it's like extremely close. It's kind of like picking a favorite Faith No More album. It's like those yeah. first two Ugly Kid Joe albums are kind of hard to pick between, you know? Yeah. Yep. Like the first two Panther albums, or first three Panther albums, sorry. Uh, far Beyond Driven. <laughs> yeah. Know. You know, I mean, come on, dude. You can, I can't put it above Vulgar. <laughs> or No, I meant Vulgar. Huh? God damn. Oh. Vulgar. Far <laughs> okay. Beyond Driven. I said Far Beyond Driven because of the, the 25th anniversary shit that's going on. I meant right. Vulgar. Okay. Vulgar would have to be. Yeah. But anyways. Okay, so, um, so we have in the span of this podcast we have interviewed a lot of people a lot of people that we never thought we'd get to do all that kind of shit uh what is and i think i know the answer but what is like a dream interview for you the dream person to get on the podcast yes and do you think we'll get it someday slash and no (laughs) (laughs) hey i like the honesty Actually, maybe I'd say Axel and no. Yeah. <laughs> because that, that would just be a little definitely. more interesting because, you know, he's not going to, he barely does interviews. But Slash, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. I mean, you never know. We yeah. never thought we'd get Gene Simmons. Right. Or, you know, whoever. You yeah. Know. I mean, there's a lot of people high up there. <clears throat> like Zach Wilde's another one of them. But like you pointed out, it's like you got to get lucky to get a normal interview out of him anyway. Yeah, I would just be know cool that to want to do it. It'd just be cool to do it, just yeah, to do it, to have it on. Yeah, I mean, and that's another interesting note. I did that time get to talk to him for like ten minutes. That's right, me that's and right, Thrasher. Yeah. But that was back 
before, that was before Black Label started. Before all the gaiety or whatever yeah. it is the fuck he <laughs> yeah. likes to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the drink orders of doom. Yeah. Um. Okay. What what's what's one that we've done so far that's like your least favorite? I don't know. I don't think I mean there's been some that I thought could have been I don't know. I can't think of one that I thought went bad really outside yeah. of the Doral thing we've talked about a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. But, um, <clears throat> I don't really have any, I'm not trying to like avoid an answer. I just can't think of one off the top of my head that like comes out as like, man, that wasn't good. Oh, I don't that's know. That's cool. You know, there's ones where I'm like, man, I wish we would ask this or something like that to make it a little more yeah. something or another. But the local H guy didn't really talk a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. There were ones like that where it was like, which they were was, early enough on that it was kind of like a little nerve wracking to me. Yeah. But now, you know, and thankfully nerve wracking because I'm like, well, this guy's not answering questions. So we're trying to like make up shit. Yes. And thankfully, you know, he had the drummer with him as well. Yeah. Because Ryan, because he, I assume he brought him because that guy talks more, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because originally it was just the interview was listed as just being him. And I think that's probably why. You yeah. Know, oh, some yeah. of those guys aren't real talkers, but man, I don't I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Do you have one that you say uh, is, your, is your least favorite? Least I mean since... favorite? I d I don't know. I think it was <laughs> I, I I don't really know. I mean I think I I I'm not, I I I'm grateful for every one of them that we've ever done. Yeah, and I think outside of Doyle, um, I don't think we've had a, a very very bad experience, right? Yet, um, I don't know if I call it least favorite, but I think Lips from Anvil was a little grumpy, right? Um, I would have, you know, probably liked to have just been at the bar having a drink instead of doing that, <laughs> right? But at the same time, you know, we made blabbermouth with it, so. <laughs> I guess I shut the fuck up. Right. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would point. maybe say that's, you know, that's the one. So. Uh. But it seems like every interview he does is a little. Oh, grumpy. yeah. There was, there was one that just, he did one that just made Blabbermouth the other day. And he just comes off as a crotchety old, bitter old man. Yeah. You know, so whatever, you know. <laughs> So, okay, so I want you to put together a super group of Tulsa musicians. Go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. What's all right. I wasn't going to make it. I wasn't going to make, make it, it easy on you. <laughs> right. God dang. So now whenever I save people and then leave people out, then I'm going to be like the asshole of Thunder. Oh, again. man. <laughs> no. Um. There, there is a, a silence has fallen over the crowd, ladies and gentlemen. Right. I'm making him think. Yeah, I'm trying to think over all the genres, <clears throat> like older stuff, newer stuff, everything that we've talked about or people we know. Well, we don't even have to know them, but I'm just thinking. I'd say Deep Petrillo on drums. Okay. Okay. Stacy Lane and Eric Reese on guitars. Oh, nice. Look at that. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Man, you're gonna have to like put in some background music. <laughs> I know. Keep people interested during Just during that. your thinking pauses. I know. <laughs> put in a little uh, what's it, the Jeopardy thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I think for the bass player. Just so there's some old school rock and roll where we started from yeah. vibe. Scott Squires. Nice, nice. Get some old school in there. Yeah. And then see, if you put all these people together, this doesn't even sound right stylistically. But yeah. my vocalist, I was trying to like think outside the box and I, want, I wanted to say Felicia from Sovereign Dame. Nice, nice. But I also want to say Steve Ray. Yeah, there you go. Just because, you know, that's what we've talked about many times. Yes. Was the first kind of like local singer of a of a metal band that like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I love this fucking, I love Pitbulls on crack, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, and then of course, Steph with Oklahoma Braves is all awesome, but so maybe a split with them too, you know, female and male vocals. There you go. There you go. I like that. That's yeah. a good one. That's yeah. a, see, you, you did it, Trent. You yeah. did it, Trent. <clears throat> so <laughs> to close out, I have a couple of, uh, you know, um, a couple of, I mean, there's still music, but just non, it's more, Related to your work and stuff. You know, by trade, you work in graphic design. Am I right? Yeah. Well, printing. (laughs) Yeah. So where did, you know, you've done some posters here and there for like, you know, uh, the Thunder Underground Fest. I know you did a Through the Stone poster. Yeah. um, You know, and you're doing one for our our benefit for Josh Baker. And a forthcoming one for... Booze bars and guitars too. Look at that. See go. where where do you get the where did that kind of side come? Because I didn't know you know and uh, other than the last few years, I kind of didn't know you had that side to you. Where did where where do you get that inspiration for that visual stuff? I don't know. I've I've never been artistic where I can draw or anything. Yeah, like that's just not a part of anything I could do. But just whenever I started learning Photoshop and stuff through you know because i was really into photography yeah. for a while and i mean i still still am but just not as i don't do it as much as i used to but learning photoshop and then all the different stuff you could do in there i just kind of went into that and then whenever i got the job at a printing company i needed to know how to do all the other stuff like yeah. illustrator and everything so just kind of learning that opened that door. And then when it became something at my job that we started doing along with printing was, you know, offering design and everything. It just kind of started out small because, you know, personally I wasn't like skilled enough to where I could say, yeah, I could do your company logo. Mm -hmm. If it's like not something, you know, more than something basic. So I just started doing business cards at work and then it just kind of grew from there. And then, just, you know, as I got more confident with doing it, then I just started doing it. I didn't, you know, you know, company logos and stuff in my work and everything. Yeah. And then so after, after a while, you know, and then like, you know, I did the one for our podcast and I thought, you know, what if, why don't I just tell people, you know, cause every once in a while someone asks you like, who do you know that does this or whatever? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I can do it. There you go. You know? And so I'd done a few band logos and then like you said, a few concert posters. So it's just kind of, because that's more interesting to me than, you know, some construction company's business card. Yeah, true. Well, definitely. If that stuff comes up, you know, I really, 
<clears throat> just kind of, you know, what's the right word? Move that way because that's obviously way more interesting to me, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. And so, and now you're doing all these, uh, you're doing work at festivals and stuff and shows. Um, talk about how you got into that. And is that something that you want to be full time at some point? Yeah. I mean, it would be cool to be full time doing it, but at the same time, it's like if you were full time doing that, you're going to be traveling all the time. Yes. And that would probably get tiring or kind of get old, but I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. experienced it yet to know that i, I guess it. i'll probably find out here in a few months because it's kind of picking up now but yes i didn't really even start doing that you know i mean i talked to some people in the past two or three years about it and then it wasn't until about a year ago that i worked rocklahoma was actually the first thing i worked mm -hmm. and in the past year just working you know just one day shows in the area doing VIP events mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then festivals, it's kind of picked up and, you know, now I've got like four coming up in the next month and a half. Wow. And so I guess I'll find out pretty quick if it's something I if would want to do. It's your deal, huh? Yeah. If I'd want to do it on a consistent basis and nice, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of like anyone, you know, it just kind of early on intrigues you to know what's going on, but you know, backstage yeah. you know not just i'm not talking about crazy rock star shit i'm just talking about how everything's working and you know kept together and all that kind of shit yeah. and you know getting the chance you know knowing some people you know like we've got close friends that do it so yes we just i just kind of you know kept bugging them for a while and then just got in and just kind of started the more people you meet the more, the more connections you, you make that kind of thing and yeah you know, like our buddy Mike Thrasher's kind of done the same thing, even yes, though he's he still, he's doing it along with, you know, a more than full time with overtime hour job. So he's yeah. kind of, you know, I'm, I kind of stepped back on my other job so I could like yes. do that part time and this part time to and like he, equal. He's going into it full throttle. Yeah. 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 What's, what's been your favorite one so far? Probably Cal Jam. Just nice. because, yeah. uh. Just because of where it was and like the scenery, you know, and seeing a concert there. Yeah. And it was like laid back. Yeah. I just, I went into it expecting it to be like Rocklahoma or something and it wasn't anywhere near that. Yeah. Like as far as just like the vibe and everything, you're just yeah. like the party atmosphere. Yeah. And I mean, Rocklahoma, you know, probably just because, you know, we've been to every one of them and working it, you know, it's fun. Cause you, you know, you knew everybody. And so it wasn't like, yeah, it was a good one to be the start. Yeah. I it, bet. Help you to break in. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, Cal Jam is probably the coolest experience so far. Nice. Nice. Well, that wraps it up. I think we have to go <laughs> in and do another interview, uh, <laughs> but I appreciate your time. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been on this podcast as a guest before. That's right. My band. So it was your turn to do it. I just, you know, wanted to pick your brain for a minute. So, yeah, you know, thanks. You're a great asset to, to the Tulsa music scene. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, you I are. I think you are as well, my friend. Well, I try. I don't know. I'm still pissed that you didn't pick me for your super group, but whatever. Fuck you. I thought about just being a dork and saying, you know, Jason Wood, Josh Baker, Eric Bass, Eric Reese, you know, See, just to try you, to promote your band here. There you go. That's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Thank you.
There you go. Trent Channels of Thunder Underground. Big, <laughs> big thank you to Jason for making that happen, I guess. Oh, there you go. There you go. Say that again. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Now, I really thought you you didn't ask anything about the writing process or... Oh, my you know, God. Influences. Now, I want, you know what I wanted? Where my name came do? from. Oh, my God. What I really kind of want to do is be like, how is it that sometimes you're really stoic and you don't kind of put up with any shit? But I didn't want to get super mean or super weird, you know, so I just kind of kept it light. Kept it all music yeah. light. Because I know why you're like that, because I've known you since I was like five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so I, but, but I didn't want to get super crazy, so I just kind of kept it to, you know, whatever. Right. So there, there's inner workings on that deal. Okay. <clears throat> well, but that anyways, was fun. So, yeah, uh, that was he, cool we did it. Here's something. Here's something I just thought of. What do you think, you being a massive Machine Head fan, what do you think of all this Burn My Eyes stuff? And if anyone doesn't know, um, the original lineup of Machine Head Burn My Eyes, the original, the first, whatever, are coming back together. And I think they're going to re-record some stuff. (sighs) They're definitely touring. So what do you think of that? I think it's cool. I mean, obviously, he had to do something if he was going to keep the, the band going. He had to do something that, like, made a splash, I think, and not just, you know, here's two new guys, which he could have done. It wouldn't have been a big deal, but I think this was the smartest move because it's an anniversary. Well, and that's, and the thing is, is he's doing, <clears throat> right. they're going to do that record, and they're going to do other stuff with other dudes. Yeah. But it's all the same tour. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna do a set with. He's gonna find a new guitarist and a new drummer, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna on this tour. They're gonna play a set of Machine Head songs from every album, I guess, except Burn My Eyes. Yeah. And then three fourths of the original lineup's gonna come out there and play Burn My Eyes in its entirety. Yeah. Which is great, you know, because you know he always made it sound kind of like him and Logan would never work together again, and. You know, that's kind of cool with Eric because, you know, he, you know, he was, he had a big part of that sound of the first couple albums. So I think it's cool to see it happen. Well, good, good. I was kind of curious of your thoughts on that. Well, my first thought when I saw the headline that they were re-recording the album, I was like, what? That's kind of fucking stupid. But then I went and read what it was and it made more sense because he said that they were, they've already done it. They've recorded it all like live in one take, I think. Oh, and wow. he said that they're they're not even going to release it as an album. It's going to be released song by song online digitally. Okay, and then, that's cool. And there'll that's be cool he said there'll I'm be videos like you, of yeah. them running through it live. There'll be videos of them recording it and everything. So it's kind of just a thing I think to hype the tour. I get that, I, and I like that because I'm kind of like you because I I don't want anyone to re-record anything. Right. There's no point in that. Yeah. It's what it was, but now that you put it, and I was kind of mixed about that, but I'm not the massive Machine Head fan like you are, so whatever. But now that you say that, I get that. That's okay. It's not going to be, they're not going to, they're not releasing it to make a bunch of fucking money. Right. And they're doing it just to kind of hype up the tour. I get that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully when they announce America, it comes somewhere around here. Uh, yeah, because we'll go for fucking sure. Right. I know that much. <laughs> All right, before we get into this, we're going to play some music. And we thought 
you know, it's due time we play some Zen Hipster. Why not? Because, you know, we talked about up front, Jason talked about how I interviewed Zen Hipster just by myself with him as a member of the band, as he is. And that's the the last time we played Zen Hipster. And so since we're kind of flipping the tables and him interviewing me, why not play Zen Hipster again on this episode? You you can't have enough. That's right. (laughs) All right. This is Consequences of Apathy.
Consequences of Apathy from Zen Hipster from their third album, Master of Puppets. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I like that. I like that intro or outro or whatever. Keeping, Thank you. Keeping the yeah. Keeping the Metallica thing going here. Yeah. For why me. not? <laughs> third album, Jesus Christ. I like yeah. that. Is that okay. your favorite Zen Hipster song? Um, or one of them, I assume. It is definitely one of them. I think that. You know, it's funny you say that because I really think it is. Or yeah. if if I look on. I like Nubby. I really like playing Nubby. Um, I don't know. A lot of people might not know that song. If not, it's on Spotify. Go look it up. Yeah. We haven't played that live yet. We have yet to work it up um, in this go around of the band these last few months. But I really loved playing that one too. But Consequence of Apathy, I think, would yeah be number one. So, yeah, like Jason mentioned, Spotify, you can find their album End Process. They've also got an album, Freaking Rock. Yes. If if you, you, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you hit up the band on Facebook or yeah. if you see them at a show, they've yeah. got some albums, you know, physical copies left of both those that you can grab from the band. Definitely. The thing is, is In Process is our second record. It's on Spotify. Our first record is called Freaking Rock. And if you want it, hit me up, hit Turn Up, hit us up, Zen Hipster, Facebook, Thunder Underground Facebook. However, we'll get it to you. That's right. Like you mentioned up front, we recorded this episode quite a while back now. It's been over a month, but we were going to hold it until we knew we would need some episodes here in April. We knew this was coming, so. And we have always wanted to get Kevin Graham back on because he was on here, man, way back in, I think it was 2016. For for a Rocklahoma preview. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that was great. You know, a lot of people thought it was hilarious because Kevin's a hilarious guy and great to talk to and hang out with. So we thought, well, what better time than when we're all hanging out after Metallica? And we, you know, this was mainly about the Kansas City show because that's what we had just yeah saw an hour, a couple hours before we recorded this. But we talked a little about the Wichita Shaw show because me and Kevin were both there. And I think we even doing stuff about Tulsa maybe a little bit if I remember right. You just said Wichita Shaw. I know but then I tried to correct it in the same sentence. That's a goddamn (laughs) band name right there. (laughs) Yeah it sounds like a Indian name. Yeah some kind of old probably an old country band I think. Wichita Wichita Shaw. Wichita Shaw. Yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) But yeah so Metallica. Do we need to say anything else about this when I mean, we get into it? I don't know. Do we? No, because, I mean, like we said, we're just we're yeah. talking about the shows, and we kind of get in a little stuff about other times we've seen them. I mean, we've talked about Metallica a billion times, but this was something that was needed because it was yeah. Oh, yeah, the Hardwired Tour. It, it, it was my first time on the rail, at, That's let right. alone a Metallica concert, any concert. That's um, right. I don't know. I think Iron Maiden, I think I was pretty goddamn close. But this was an experience like no other. So it was just, it was amazing. And, you know, we got to talk about it. I'm so glad. Yeah. So let's get into this talk with Meta- of Metallica with Kevin Graham. So what, what was the doodle? Pink Floyd, right? Yeah, like hell. Because they're from Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Pink Floyd was from Missouri. <laughs> they're not, are they? No, they're from 
England. Right. <laughs> but I guess it's because it was David Gilmore's birthday. Yeah, that's so what they did. didn't do the. Because the, normally, you the know, city like they didn't do Steve yeah. Warner's Kansas City Lights. Fuck that. <laughs> but Missouri, I mean, <clears throat> even the the state of Missouri, does anyone come to mind that's from there, like musician wise? Oh, no. Yeah, I can't even fucking think of a band that's from Missouri. That's weird. It came from like every other state. That scene must be trash. Let me see. Well, Wichita, we got Carry On, My Wayward Son. Yeah. And spans from Kansas City. Coalesce, Flee the Scene, Missouri. Oh, Puddle of Mud, that's right, they're from Kansas City. They could have been like, I like that way you smack my ass. They <laughs> <laughs> get it, get up, kids. Rob be like, she fucking hates me. Yeah. <laughs> There's like nobody. She fucking hates me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they fucking, they're, they didn't do it because there's goddamn, there's a million bands here and I ain't heard of a goddamn one of them. The Get Up Kids and Puddle of Mud. I bet you they did the same thing. Well, I'm looking. I'm yeah. talking about the entire state, though, because it doesn't yeah, have true. to be. Because, you know, like, Kansas isn't from Wichita. Ooh, I like the Coon Sanders original from 1925. Coon Sanders? Coon Sanders. What the fuck? Coon Sanders original Night Heart Hawk Orchestra. They should have done a Coon Sanders original Night Because you know Orchestra. that 19,000 people in the Sprint Center would have sang along. Oh, right. Everybody yeah. knows that shit. Like Jim Brewer said, if you don't know Coon Sanders, you don't fucking belong here. They could have done a Cheryl Crow song. Chuck Berry. That's right, Cheryl Crow's from Missouri, isn't she? Yep, the Doobie Brothers. Hold it. Chuck Berry's from Missouri? Yeah, he was born in St. Louis. Or maybe if they did it. Did they do St. Louis? No, they did it in that summer too. <sighs> Back to the set list. Back to the set list. Back to the front. Back to the front. Is it recording? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> he always does this. So. People say stupid shit when they don't know it's being recorded. See, like <laughs> yeah. I just did. But I don't care. He can leave any of this in. Sorry, what was your least favorite song tonight? Um, It was definitely Short of Straw and Spit Out the Bone. Just kidding. There wasn't a least favorite song. It was fucking Metallica. I know. I mean... And I'll say this is the best time I've ever seen Metallica. It was the best fucking uh, view I've ever seen anything in my fucking life. So Beautiful. So this was definitely a night to remember. Especially after the debacle that was Tulsa. But we don't need to get into that right now. So, Why don't you tell us about that? Jason? No, it's not. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it was great. I could have done without the, the now that we're dead fucking drum solos, though. Yeah, I'm over that after one time. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see, but I'm not. Because that song's fine, but I there's other there's better songs in the album, you know? Yeah. In, in Confusion. During the, the stadium tour, that they, been great. they brought out the gigantic old school looking drums. Maybe that's cool, whatever. But, yeah, they, they should have, I don't know, just did that song and... And I stuck another song in there too. I figure that it's probably going to be there forever now, just mm. so they can do that drum shit. Or maybe it's just for this tour. We'll see. I don't know. We shall see. Can't wait till the next one. The next tour, the next album. 
next whatever. <laughs> they, they'll do the drum thing in their little stadium thing in Europe they're about to do, and then that's probably it. Yeah, so. I think that's just a hardwired thing. And it'll go the way of Death Magnetic, and you'll never hear it again. Yeah, one would hope. <laughs> they, they, they've been. No, I think uh, that they'll play. They played Cyanide not too long ago. Oh, did they? Yeah. Nothing on this tour, though. Yeah. yeah. They played Cyanide. Played. They played Unforgiven 3. Overseas? No, it was in. Uh, it was like uh, the first leg in October of this tour, like in uh, somewhere in America. It was Unforgiven 3, was the fourth song. Man, I've seen this shit four times. They could play Mary Had a Little Lamb, and it's great. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> they can get up there and beat on boxes all night. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's, it's kind of dumb, but it's Metallica, so I don't care. That's right. That is right. <laughs> if you don't like Metallica, you fucking suck. <laughs> Kevin Graham has spoken, everybody. Yeah. Yes, I have spoken. What do you think? Do you think tonight was better than Wichita? What's that? Do you think tonight was better than Wichita? Uh, the, the sound was kind of fucked up at first. It was the the drums were muffled, and then I don't know what was going on with the bass. Jason knows more than that, more than I do. It, it just seemed to me like every time he came up to where he, where we were at, the, the bass was very loud. So I would assume. <clears throat> He wants it in his monitors a lot more than most. I wonder if it was happening at every corner. That yeah, he went like to, if he went know. to over, you know, the people across the stage. Whenever he went to them, they probably heard it real loud too. I would hope or assume. I mean, I would assume that's what it was. Were you guys at one of the points? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. We were kind of between points. Maybe that's why I didn't notice. Yeah. So it was we a were, great spot. Oh yeah, we were we were right at like at the very corner. Oh okay. So and we had we were at the spot where. <clears throat> excuse me on the rail where they wanted to leave an area for people to walk through so they wouldn't let anyone behind we us. had our own goddamn so security we had <laughs> yeah i mean we had uh and anybody got behind us they kicked them out real quick yeah we had nice. a prime spot me and yeah it was did. pretty cool yeah it was great they're like um, Kevin Graham and the guy from Thin Underground are here. Let's fucking block exactly. this. Exactly. They they know when we rolling. It was down, like that was it. happening, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you. They had you. fucking personal bodyguards and shit. Yeah, I mean they were they're a little middle aged lady, old ladies, but mm-hmm. they fucking they handled it right. And I was telling Jason, watch as soon as the show starts, they ain't gonna be able to hold anybody back. But they did. They did. They definitely did. They were great. Yeah, the show was great. And I got a fist bump from James. So I did too. I'm never gonna wash this hand ever again. You already masturbated with it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I already yeah. That's I, right. The <laughs> show's only been over for two and a half hours and he's already masturbated yeah. twice. <laughs> I already whacked it with that hand, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Let me smell it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> smell your own. That'll, hand. Be, that'll be five bucks, buddy. Five bucks. <laughs> Here, I'll trade you a, a pick for it. No, I'm good, I got a pick. <laughs> I got a pick, dog. I did not Get to touch James, but I touched Rob. There you go. On three occasions, so yeah, I shook Rob's. That's hand. almost equal to one. James, I shook Rob's I hand in Wichita, right. and his hands were really soft. Yeah, you said that, but I didn't even think about it whenever it happened because it was yeah. so quick. I guess, but he. Uh, so I was right by where he was, uh, where his bases were, and Tracy pointed out like. Because at first I thought they were throwing powder on his hand, you know, kind of like weightlifters, mm-hmm. but they're spraying shit. I mean, you know what that is? Oh, on the no. guitars. Yeah, they'd spray to, shit to on. Slide. Yeah, on, on the. 
Blue. the neck of his guitar, and then I think once they sprayed it on his hands. Really? Yeah. I don't know that they. But it um, was like in a spray can, so it wasn't like we weren't too far from James's tech, and he was kind of he was wiping. Yeah, I got pictures of him changing clothes too. Yeah, with the shirt off. <laughs> it's like your fucking dream. Yeah, <laughs> dude, God. it's like it's like the fucking last day of school right now because I ain't gonna see Metallica tomorrow. The next day. Yep, yep I know. Or the next day, or the next day. He that's and that there's something to go into like. This could be the last time we see Metallica ever. That's not going to happen unless one of them. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I'm just saying it's going to happen for a long time. They put a long time in between albums, and you know, the next time they put out an album, they're going to be in their 60s. I don't know. Maybe they don't want to wait that long. The fucking Stones are like go on tour, and they're like 73. Yeah, but they don't have an intense as intense of a show as as these metal bands do. True. You know, but hey, if that one guy out there in the crowd was seventy-eight and he was on the floor, then anything's fucking possible, right? <laughs> so. But there's like, look at guys like you know Maiden. Most of them are older than Metallica. Yeah, true. Yeah, you're Bruce right. Dickinson's not much older, but yep. the right. rest of the band is. Yeah, you're right. Priest good point. Good point. Alice Cooper. Good point. Good yeah. point. So, so, so back to the set list. Back to the front. Back to the front. Our, our first little surprise, I think we said it earlier, mentioned shorter straw. It's been pulled for all of us tonight. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't know what it was at first. Yeah, I had to I had to remind Kevin. I was like, fuck, it's shorter straw. Yeah, it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool because the other shows were a song from the Black Album. Or at least, what did you get in Little Rock? Do you remember? It was uh, in that spot. It was Through the Never. Through the Never. Oh, okay. And then that was Wichita. And that's what I got in Wichita, too. And Holier Than Now is in Tulsa. So, yeah. Got another Justice track. That's yes. Badass. Yes. And it's one out. They've played a lot on this tour. Yeah. So, that'll work. That yeah, will that's work. Great. And then we got Sanitarium, which... Yes. That was the highlight to me. Yeah. I that was awesome. We got another yeah. Master track. Yeah. That was great. And then... Um, uh, the kind of load reload slot was fuel, yeah, which is kind of what we thought. You kind of after the four horsemen, yeah, after the four horsemen, which was great, yeah. Because I, mean, I don't think I've seen them do four horsemen, you know, this no. go around these yeah. last three shows I've seen, yeah. Because I know they did Motor Breath in Dallas and then they did Whiplash, yeah. It's, all, it's always a kill them all song, yeah. right there at that break, yeah, yeah. And you called Fuel, I think, didn't you? Yeah, because they did Memory Remains in Wichita a couple nights ago. Yeah, they did. So, yeah. Which, you know, I'm not, I don't care either way about Fuel, but I've seen Memory Remains now three times, the last three times I've seen them. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's cool to change that up. Yeah. yeah. And the fire was cool. The fire yeah. was and, way and, cool. Yeah, Lars's little Broadway act at the end. That was cool. <laughs> I was, he fell over and acted like he was super hot and shit. Yeah. Well, I was I was sitting there and thinking the whole time, you know, James is out there singing, all the fires going off, you know, and then later on he walks back over to get up on the jump riser. I'm like, I wonder if every time he does that, if it's in his head, you know, back when Quebec. he got when he got burned, Quebec, right? Yeah, was it Quebec. Yeah, yeah, like back in the early night or mm-hmm. yeah, early nineties. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if every I mean, time he walks past those things, if he it? thinks about it. No, that was like ninety two or ninety three when the Guns and Roses tour. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that happening. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Fuck, I forgot. 
Oh, oh by the way, I, I did see them with five people on stage before. Oh, uh, with Marshall. Don Blaine. Marshall? That's yeah. cool. Oh, you saw one of those shows? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Speaking of rare or different shows, I've seen birthday shows twice. So I've seen two members get get pied. Pied or the fucking the whipped silly cream, string. whatever the shit. But all of it. Pies and silly string. Yeah, we James saw. at the Summer Sanitarium. And then Kirk on the Death Magnetic, World Magnetic, whatever the hell. Yeah, Tulsa to be okay. Yeah. On the Death Magnetic tour was Kirk's birthday. Nice. So and Michael Thrasher's birthday. That's right. And Lonnie Walters. <laughs> so wouldn't it have been cool instead of fuel if they put in until it sleeps? No. <laughs> no. It would have been cool if they put in like wasting my hate or bleeding me. There you, yeah, bleeding me would have been <laughs> wasting my hate. Or Mama yeah, said. Or hero of the day. Or ain't my bitch. Yeah. 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 That's, fucking that's, outlaw torn. Oh my god. Ronnie. <laughs> fucking Prince Charming. There you go. Now that's a song. I could deal with that. Why don't they do that? Two by four. Because you two would only be the only ones singing along. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I don't give a fuck about their other uh, 18,998 people in the goddamn room. Uh, frantic or something. <laughs> yeah. Frantic, I, I could see. You know, that, that that was always sounded a little better live. Well, that's, yeah, that stuff comes off way better live than yeah, it did yeah. on album. It does. In the fucking... Because um, we saw him on Anything that comes out better live than yeah. St. Anger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But when we, we saw him on that tour and they played like three of the... They played some kind of monster and St. Anger and Frantic. Frantic. And all of them sounded great. Yeah, Frantic's always... Yeah. I, I, yeah. And yeah, and you're right on Ain't My Bitch. That'd be one. I wish yeah, they'd play that. But think of all the like radio hits like Hero of the Day and King Nothing that they yeah. never play. I know. Now. I mean, at least King the last Nothing, thing. That would be awesome. Yeah. Didn't they play King Nothing in Dallas a couple years ago? I don't think so. No, they did in Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was like the first yeah, show of the Hardwired yeah, whole thing, wasn't it? Because that's the first they, time they, they ever played Hardwired. Hardwired. Yeah. On that, on that, that was before. That was before Hardwired came out, because remember, yeah. that version was on Hardwired. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was? Like oh, it's yeah. a bonus track? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The live version. Yeah, we're getting crazy with it. <laughs> Make no mistake. But the KC that was oh, and then spit out the bone. Yes, as the the encore that song. Was good. Yes, which is they good ripped that shit out. They, they've you know they brought that out for uh, so many shows and they haven't done it in a while. So they they brought it back in, which is cool. Which I had thought about that earlier because normally earlier they would they played another hardwired song. Yeah, you know they would do a Halo on Fire and now they're doing Here Comes Revenge. But they didn't do either of those things. They did. It was sanitarium that. instead that's of right. yeah. instead of revenge. Yeah. Which hey, is, I'll take that. Well, that's great. Yeah. So they they flopped. So then they put another song down here. They flopped the encore song with sanitarium. Yeah. Hardwired and the classic. Yeah. Yeah, because I was hoping, you know, of course, that it would be battery. But I'm like, I, I can live a spit out the bone because I haven't seen him do that. So yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was a great set list, and like I said, I'm not going to see him for a long time, so that's a good set list to to go off of. You might see him at Woodstock 2019. Yeah, yeah, like I'm going to that shit. You might when they announce it, and it's like fucking Metallica. It's like a big four: Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer, and then Life of Agony's there. Oh my and god! And like fucking yeah, Mike Ness. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Ness solo. Hey. Tracy is Motley Crue with John Karabi on vocals. Never happened. Woodstock 2019. What's that? 
Tesla with Tommy Skio coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fucking drive across the country. <laughs> that, sh- that shit was great. You know what? Oh, I yeah. Fire with fire. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Tom? He's a goddamn wingnut anymore. Who cares? The last time <laughs> Tesla had any nutsack was when Tommy was in the band. I don't know about all that. Listen to End of the Now and listen to anything they've done since. It Dave, lacks balls. Dave Rude all the way. No. Dave Rude's Believe great. Me, Dave if Tommy cool Skio was back in the band, it'd be a goddamn dumpster fire, okay? No, it wouldn't. Listen to the last interview that guy did. Yeah, it, the interview it, isn't coming wreck. out his fucking fingers and running across the stage. I'm sorry. <laughs> listen to End of the Now. Listen to the entire End of the Now. You know what, Trent? Just for that, we're listen sleeping to, in different beds tonight, And then okay? listen to everything after. This is a fucking fact now. They're on their third album without him. And you think it's and you think it's and they're all average. You too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you need because he's 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 wrong, so he needs to be sequestered. (laughs) Sequestered. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Metallica. Oh yeah. Okay. The other night, Metallica. They played Fire Fire with Fire whenever. Yes, they did. You had a ticket and didn't go. Well, what? you know what? Explain that, please. <laughs> I will explain that. Explain that to podcast land. <laughs> um, there's just some factors in play. You missed Fight Fire with Fire. I'm okay you missed. Pretty sure I've seen that. And... How do you buy a ticket for Metallica and then don't go? Well, because... He saw him play Fire, Fire with Fire in 1985 at the Canes Barn. Exactly. I was there. In I was 85? nine. I was nine. I was there. What the fuck? I I seen with Armored Saint and Wasp, even though Wasp wasn't at the show. Oh, darn it! David Campbell was there. Yes, and Jason Wood. They were standing right next to each other. That's right. And didn't even stage know. right. Yeah. yeah, and he was a lot taller than me because I was nine. <laughs> it was seeing. I happened to just. I just happened on the show. What's your problem with Wasp? I just happened upon the show. They suck. In the story. Did you hear that? I just happened upon the show. I was really trying to go to Kane's for the mud wrestling. But, <laughs> right. Midget? Whatever. Were they midgets? Uh, it, either or. I wouldn't care as long as there's mud. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was this? This was... How many Metallica shows have you seen? This is my 11th. Okay. This is my 10th. Nice. My 32nd. 30 30 second, 30 second, you motherfucker. 32nd. Okay. What was the first time you saw Metallica? Is it Day on the Green? I seen them great? open up. It was Armored Saint, Metallica, and YNT. Wow. Nineteen December 1985. Wow. Sacramento Memorial Auditorium. It was <laughs> fucking great. I was on acid. <laughs> All I remember is Cliff Burton's hair fucking swaying back and forth in slow motion. <laughs> it was fucking intense. Did they play Spit Out the Bone at that one? No, they didn't play yeah. Spit Out the Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's like, no, motherfucker, you dumbass. They did not. So he saw, he was at Day on the Green. I was at Day on the Green, too. That's insane. That that's great. That's one of the quintessential Cliff Burton moments. Yeah. Because that's, the, that's the video that everybody yeah, sees. Yeah, they still show awesome. yeah. when Rob's playing yeah. on the cues. Anesthesia, that's yeah. the video that's yeah, going on. Yeah, I was on. at that show. Yeah. Son of a bitch. That is crazy. That's something to hang your hat on, man. I'm telling you. You know that, though. Yeah. I went to a Cliff Burton bass clinic at Guitar World in 1986, about a month before he passed away. Really? Yeah. You did not? He was lying. Well, yeah, he was putting on a bass clinic. I was dying. I learned how to play bass. 
You're already cut off from the whiskey. Okay? <laughs> already. Already. He's taught me some Victor Wooten shit. Some jazz chords. Oh my god. He it taught is... me where to buy bell bottoms online in 1985. <laughs> this is why... This me is... and him and Al Gore had the first internet. He just keeps fucking going. <laughs> my god. Okay, back to the topic at hand. Do you... Do you know what is your favorite Metallica show that you've seen? Or did they all just run together? Favorite Metallica show. Like, I mean, of all the 32 you've seen, does one stand out more than others? Probably this Summer Sanitarium. Okay. Which which Summer Sanitarium did you have seen? The, uh... I think it was Mudvayne. Mm. Mudvayne, Deftones, Lincoln Park, Lint Biscuit. Lint Biscuit. Was mm. Corn there, too? No. That was the other one. Right. Yeah, that was the other one. I was on the rail. There was like ninety thousand people. Oakland Coliseum. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. We went to that at Cowboys. Yeah. We saw. Uh, shit. You saw know, Hetfield. We made eye contact, and he flicked a fucking green pick at me, and it went, and I caught that fucker, and I had <laughs> Fuck, that fucker yeah. for years too. What happened to I it? I lost it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I saw that tour uh, in Dallas. Yeah. So. Was it that one? I thought you went to the other one. No, it was the Mudvayne Deftones oh, okay. Park fucking thing. So there was well, another one with Kid Rock. And yeah, it was like Kid sure. Rock and Corn. And yeah. I seen that one too. System of a Down. And yeah, Power System Man 5, of a Down. Power Man Five Thousand. Yeah. That one's a good one too. Could you imagine if they did that now? They should. But they don't even need to because you know no, they, they just don't. did stadiums by themselves. And that's it's probably one band why. Opening. Yeah, right. That's probably why they don't need to. <laughs> so I, they, I, they get to keep yeah, all the money. They don't that, have to pay yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. still get the same amount of people. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you are correct. Well, it's the best time you've ever seen them. Well, when we were on, when I did the Alpha Metallica show, I told him the Dallas show. Yeah. Because I was on the rail. Yeah. So it was just that experience. But now, like tonight, would probably replace that. Yeah. Because this is even closer, because that was a rail in a stadium when there's yeah. that big, you know, right. we were there, there's that even huger gap. Yeah. And this is just like right there, like yeah, no six kidding. feet from the fucking yeah. ladder exactly. to the stage, you know? Yeah. This one sticks out too. Yeah. I mean, before for that. This guy. Like, yeah. Getting him to For me, get down for here. this guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, I. I've always been my whole life like ah, I don't want to get all the, up that close and on the rail and all the people around and shit. I'm just hanging back. I'm cool. And somehow, at the age of 42, I decided, okay, let's do this. And it was awesome. So well, we got up there and I'm on the rail and I'm like, Jason, you want to get right here? And he's all, look, man, I'm the closest I've ever been to anything. Like, it was just one <laughs> dude between me and the rail. I'm fine. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to bother these guys. They seem like they're nice enough. I don't want to, I don't want to be that douchebag. You know, but... It, I don't care to be. <laughs> but it eventually shifted around to where we both Oops. got us on the rail anyway, so... Yes. Okay. And it was great. Yeah, it was great. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I, I would say it's probably the best time I've seen them, but the first time I saw them, it holds a special place in my heart. So right. I don't know. Aww. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. The Black Album Tour, January 25th. But James touched you this time. Yes, James did touch me this time. And he touched me too. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So you saw 
you saw one of the five member shows. Like, did you ever see anything unusual at any of the shows you've been to? No, just like I said, the Around two the birthday dorm. ones. Oh, that's right. Where they get creamed with fucking silly string and well, the, cream. The uh, I seen them with five five guys on stage, yeah. and in Tulsa, we watched uh, Kurt pissing a bottle or a cup or something <laughs> between songs. Which one? The the Tulsa show that just passed. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I remember you saying that. But I don't. I don't remember because I was right by you, and I don't remember what the, what the fuck. Well, here's something crazy. I remember a, a insane show that we saw, Lollapalooza '96, where James wore a white shirt. Oh my god, a white shirt! <laughs> That's weird. That was. I mean, you were pretty close on that one. Remember, we got up there. Yeah, we got up there. Like, I, I eventually just went back though because it was okay. just too many goddamn people. Yeah, it was just but to see people pushing up. Soundgarden and some Metallica. We got pretty. We got pretty up there. Because we were, like on, you know, it had that row, like the split. Yeah. The middle part was split. And we were kind of against yeah. that, you know, maybe 10 or 12 people back from the front of the stage, I think. Yeah. It looks weird. Did James have some kind of spinal surgery or something? I don't know. It's <laughs> weird. But I saw, when I saw him in 93 mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City, they brought out Jerry Cantrell. See, now that's cool. Yeah, I seen played, that show. And played, uh, not that one, but he came out and played, uh, For Whom the Bell Falls with Bellfolds, him. Yeah. And that's always the song they play with him when he comes out for, like, you know, 30th anniversary show and shit like that. Right. So that it's must always, be like, yeah. that must be the song he loves yeah. and wants to play yeah. or something. Because there's so. really no correlation to that in him, yes, you know? Exactly. <laughs> or it's easy to play, so fuck, who knows? But not that he needs something easy to play because he's a great guitar player. So, I don't know. Well, if it's so easy, maybe you should play it at the 40th anniversary with him. Well, maybe I will, goddammit. <laughs> maybe I will. So, who's your favorite member of the Is it Ron McGivney? Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Lloyd Grant, what are you talking about? As long about? as we got that shit out of the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Lloyd Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is. My favorite Metallica song is Mechanics. My God. Okay, for for real. Four Horsemen? Yeah. Let's go around the horn. It's the same song, right? Yeah. Let's go around the horn here. For those who don't know, Dave Mustaine wrote Four Horsemen. Let's go around the horn here. Favorite Metallica song. Go, Trent. Favorite or best? I'm going to do that two-pong thing that you battery. Okay. Favorite and best. Favorite battery. Okay. Best master of puppets. Okay. Kevin. Ride the lightning, ride the lightning. <laughs> okay. Gonna... That's simple for me. Jason's is here of the day to live is to die. <laughs> my, hero my, of the, mine's hero of the be... day, the single. My, <laughs> the mine's single version. Be... The shorter version. <laughs> Mine's Whiskey be, in the jar. Mine's gonna be Prince Charming and Ice Honey. <laughs> Ice Honey through the Lulu song. What it's now? I couldn't even name a Lulu song. You just did. That's awesome. Whiskey in the jar. Even though I've never heard that fucking record. <laughs> What's your favorite Thin Lizzy cover not done by Metallica? Um, 
uh, cowboy song, Anthrax. Yeah, I want him. I want to hear him do fucking Merciful Fate. Oh yeah, that'd be badass. That'd be great. Well, they remember they did it in Dallas when they had King Diamond come out. Yep, and a guy I work with was there. He said he saw it. The whole eleven minute thing. When was that? That wasn't that long ago, was it? Like in the last six or seven years? Or yeah, was it longer than that? It was. Yeah, it was in the last. Yeah. <laughs> Eight to ten years. So, like, why didn't we go, or why didn't we go to that show? I don't know. I have no idea. It was like because I feel like it was somewhere smaller, like the Star Plug. It was like at the Pizza Hut Park in Frisco, Texas, and it was like, oh. um, it was like they com- they combined with Ozfest or something for the day. Oh, that's right. Remember that? Yeah. Know. And that's back whenever King Diamond was had gone through that. Shit, like cancer shit or something, right? Like heart surgery or something. Oh, heart I surgery. Can't, I'm, I'm kind of foggy, but yeah. And he hadn't, he hadn't done anything for a long time, and he came, that's when he came out then was like the first time yeah. that he had done anything really? in like quite a while Yeah. at that point. But now he just schedules social shows. And, and cancels, cancels them. Yeah. So like he did. What do you do? Yeah. That Abigail tour. He fucking knows it was his show. Yeah. Bastard. Well, you've seen him at least. We never seen him. You haven't seen him? No. And I seen him on uh, the Fatal Portrait tour, and then Abigail too. <laughs> yeah. Well, he King Diamond. He met him in his underwear. That's right, you did. He met him in his underwear. Tell that yeah. story. Because <laughs> we didn't talk about that last time you were on here, what did we? No. I remember I was going to bring it up. That's what it was. No, we time. followed his RV to, uh, yeah, it wasn't a hotel. It was a goddamn motel. It was a roach motel with a fucking hose hung out. He had a room at that that place. So we followed his RV there. And we're all, hey, let's go to the door. Nobody wanted to go to the door. So I said, you know, fuck it, I'll go to the door. So I knocked on the door, and he answered his room door. with He had a black light screwed in the light. Two naked chicks on the bed, and he op- he answered the door in his fucking cape, his makeup, and a fucking purple silk Speedo. And he's, <laughs> all, he's all, not now. <laughs> Not that. It was great, dude. That is that is goddamn rock and roll history. <laughs> That's fucking metal right there. <laughs> yeah. That's like a scene from a movie. Yeah. Like exactly. why do you answer? Oh, he still it? had his makeup on too. <laughs> his makeup, a cape, and a fucking purple speedo. <laughs> there were some Silky. goddamn rituals going on in that room Rather that night. No, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might want to check and make sure those two chicks didn't get killed. <laughs> that was a sacrifice. For they the might night. still be under the beds in that fucking room. Fucking Sacramento sacrifice. No, they tore that fucker down. Oh, okay, right on. It was that bad. Oh god. <laughs> the town and country in Auburn Boulevard, Sacramento, California. Good God, King Diamond. Fucking metal. So, what song? If you could pick a song that you've never seen Metallica play. That I would want to see yeah, Metallica like that play? Yeah, you want to see him play. What would Merciful you Fate. That would be your pick? Yeah. Over any Metallica song? 
They need Metallica, so we'll ride the lightning, of course. But you've seen him play that, probably. I've seen it's him play that. Yeah, I want to hear Merciful Fate. I like Trapped Under Ice, or Struggle Within, or Killing Time. Killing Time, yeah, nice. Yeah. Or Ronnie. <laughs> and you know what? I said that as a joke earlier, but I'm serious. I'd love to see him play that. It will never happen, but you know, one can dream. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say struggle within, or maybe even like my friend of misery or the guy that misery. Fell. Yes, yeah, yeah, one of those That'd two, be a good definitely. One. Yeah, or I don't think I've ever seen a play Orion or Leopard Messiah. Yeah, they play Master Messiah in Minnesota. Whatever. Really? Yeah. Yes. It'd be cool because you know they'll do some some 40th anniversary thing. Yeah. In like 2021. <clears throat> That'd be cool to go to. That'd yeah. be your chance to hear Escape, finally. Yes. Yeah, hear some deep, That'd deep be nice. tracks. <laughs> See with some guests, that kind of thing. And they do that shit in certain cities. Huh? They did it in San Francisco. That's all like, they did. Yeah, their home. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'd go. Yeah, the 30th shows was all, yeah. like, what, six, five nights I'd in a row? Or six? Yeah, I'd, I'd go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, twenty it's twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. Travel for your bands. Twenty twenty one. Okay. Because twenty eleven was in the thirtieth anniversary. Okay. So two years from now. Let's do it, fellas. Mark it down. Okay. I'm down. Let's We're all do getting it. in the RV and going to Rachel, I'm going on a road trip. There you go. Get to hear I'll see you when I see you. Get to hear the house that Jack built finally. That's the house one. and Jack. That's yeah, another that'd be a good one. one. <laughs> I, I like a lot of the load reload stuff. I don't know. People can eat a dick. <laughs> We're gonna hear all within my hands. Ah, uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> what about so what? We saw him play that a long time. Remember, they used to always play that shit in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I think we saw him play that once. They played it at Lollapalooza. Yeah. I think they if they're going to do a cover, I'd like to see Stone Cold Crazy. Yeah, they opened with it on their Poor Touring Me thing. Uh, Thorn Within would be good, too. Oh, you mean sex type thing? Yeah, that'd be alright. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people talk shit about this album, Load? I think it's you a know, great it's record. Fucking good song. It's awesome. Well, right? just because at the time, House of Jack Dote until it sleeps, King Nothing, Here of the Day, Bleeding Me, Here, Poor Poor Roll Twisted Me. But think about it. At the time, it's like it. It didn't sound anything like right. anything they'd done previously. Mm-hmm. So, but, so yeah, it took people for a loop. But when you hear it later, you know it's a great album. Yes, it is. Even back then, it was good. It's just. Not what most people wanted to hear from Metallica, you know? Yeah. But you know how we're appreciating it now? You think, you know, a few years from now we'll appreciate saying anger? No. No. Never mind. (laughs) What about the the, the remastered box set? Are you going on that? Saying anger? Yeah. I don't even have Kill Em All or Ride the Lightning or Injustice for All. (laughs) I gotta get those first. Shit. Well, yeah, I mean, so... So you have the Master of Puppets. I do. I do have the Master of Puppets. I've got all of them. God damn it. (laughs) So they've done it all the way up. The Black Album's next. 
So I wonder if they'll do it on load or if they'll just stop at the Black Album. They'll definitely do the Black Album. Yeah. There'll be so much, yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they stop after that. Yeah. So. They got to grab them dollars. You know it. Yeah. Don't make dollars that don't make sense. I wish I had ordered So what does Lars do with all his sticks after every song the tech comes and grabs them? I think it's... uh, they're auctioned off for their charity or something, or okay. you know. And also, you could you know had it on that screen before the show. Text this number to right. win to win drum heads and sticks that were played in the show. So there's probably that going on too. <coughs> That's cool. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah, you notice he he holds them in his hand and walks off, but then he plays a new pair for every single song mm-hmm. and never throws them out until the very end. And never. He throws out like four or yeah. six. That's you know? it. Yeah. Exactly. He's shiesty. He's shiesty with the stick. Yeah. And I guess that wouldn't mean as much. Yeah, they'd be easier to catch. (laughs) Right. So. Or you'd get hit in the head like a drummer from Sticks or whatever. That dude was trying to sue him. Anyway. What? Like a year or two ago. What's the drummer of Sticks' name? He threw a, like a stick in the crowd and hit some dude in the face and he was trying to sue him. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like now every drummer just going to like yes. hand it to the front row and that's it. Yep. Because of this douchebag. Stop going to shows, pussy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Was that it? I think so. <laughs> I guess it is. You, you said it. <laughs> right. Done. There you go. Kevin Graham talking with us about the Metallica shows in Kansas City and Wichita, and I think a little bit in Tulsa and some other places. But big thanks to Kevin for coming back and joining the podcast once again. And hopefully, we do it sooner than three years this time, or Heck two yeah. and a half, whatever it's been. But speaking of Metallica, we also have an episode that we recorded recently with Ethan Luck. It was one half of Metal Up Your Podcast. We actually had on the other half, Clint Wells here. That was back in January. So now here coming up in just the next week or two, we're going to be having Ethan Luck from Metal Up Your Podcast and from many other facets of music. He has so many things. He has solo music. He has that is rock, that is reggae. He has, he's toured with Kings of Leon, Need to Breathe. He's been a demon hunter. He's got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, across the board. OC Supertones. Yeah. Um, this guy knows no bounds. Diversity is the key. And there you go. And that's right. And if you're a fan of Metallica, surely you've listened to Metal Up Your Podcast. If you haven't, you need to start because it's pretty much the definitive source for that. Yes, in my opinion. it is the quintessential Metallica podcast. Yeah, and it's great stuff. So look that up and be on the lookout for that as well. All right, and if if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. We've had on tons of other episodes where we talked about Metallica, but you can dig back through there and check out episodes with, you know, John Connolly from Seven Dust. We've had on a couple different guys from Crozier Conformity, a couple different members of Megadeth, a couple different members of Kiss, one of those being Gene Simmons. We've had on... Kiss! That's right. Shout on Kevin Martin of Candlebox, Frank Hannon of Tesla, all the members of Kicks, not to be confused with Kicks, mm. Kiss, K-I-X. That's right. Uh, Tim Salt of Clutch. That's right. Uh, Wino from The Obsessed, Crowbar, Insight. 
Yeah, a huge long Street list. dogs. I yeah. mean, I don't know. We keep going. Yeah. So many stuff that, that we forget every week to even mention. Exactly. That, you know, it's happened in the past, coming up on four years now. Mm-hmm. So just dig through there, soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground. Follow us on all the socials. You can listen to us most anywhere podcast heard. You can listen to us every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central, 1027WSNR.com. Like us, follow us, share us. That helps out big time to help spread the word. And I guess that covers it, right? All right, until next time. It was that I thought waffle you were thing like... I <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going all healthy and shit. I was until today. He just bought hella my... junk food. Yeah. They ain't fucking going healthy. <laughs> I was doing great until <laughs> old Wichita. Now I'm downward spiraling. Thunder Underground, y'all.